Parshas Kisisa begins with Moshe Rabbeinu being instructed on how to take a census of Kla Yisrael. And the Pasik says, it is done by collecting a machtzis a shekel from each person, which was then used for the maintenance of the Beis HaMikdash. But there's an interesting caveat to this mitzvah. The Torah insists on uniformity. The wealthy person may not increase and the poor person should not decrease. So we can understand why the poor man can't give less. Each person should have a minimum duty. But what if someone has the means and wants to give more? Why can't he give more? So there's a famous story brought down in Masechtas above Basra. One day Rabbi Shua and his son were sitting together and suddenly his son fell ill and he lost consciousness. And his soul went up to heaven. He had an out-of-body experience. And then, miraculously, he regained consciousness. And when he came back to life, his father asks him, when you left us and went up to heaven, my chazis, what did you see up there? And he says, I saw an inverted world. Those above, those who are considered important and prestigious in this world were were insignificant over there. They were placed all the way in the back. Those who were considered insignificant in this world, however, in the Oilam Ha'emes, they were given much honor and respect. And his father tells him, Oilam Barari a clear world you saw. You saw the ultimate truth. The Mabit, one of the G'dayla Achroinim, asks a very powerful question. How do we understand this Gemara? Why was his son so surprised? He saw rich people, people that have power and connections. So in this world, a false and corrupt world, we give them tremendous honor. We seek their advice because we pretend that we value their opinion. And of course, we sit them all the way up front. But in the Olam Ha'emes, they are put in their rightful place. They are relegated all the way to the back. So what's the Chiddush? It's kind of obvious. If all you have is money and power, that won't translate to anything significant in the Olam Ha'emes. That's not currency over there. You're judged on merits, not on your bank account, not on how many followers or so-called friends you have on social media. So why was he so shocked that they were seated all the way in the back? So the Mabit says something incredible. When his son said the Lyonim, it doesn't mean rich in materialism, but it means these people were great in spiritual accomplishments. And despite that, they were still banished to the back. But if they excelled in Torah, if they accomplished so much in mitzvahs and masim toivim, why were they so severely degraded and demoted in the next world? So let's explain it with a metaphor. Let's say you have a person that has the means and the intellect where he can learn 20 dafim of Gemara a day, but he only learns 10. Then you have a person, according to his limited intellectual capacity, can only learn one Mishnah a week, but he puts in all of his energy and effort to learn and understand that one Mishnah. So here in this world, we give tremendous honor to the genius that learns 10 blad a day. Wow, 300 blad a month. We heap an incredible amount of praise on such a person. The next typler gone. He's given the seat all the way up front. The one Mishnah guy, he's the laughingstock of the Bismedrish. So the guy that learned 10 blad a day and finished Shas several times is feeling good about himself. After 120, he's expecting great honor. Avram Avinu himself will get up from his place in Gan Eden and come greet him personally. And the one Mishnah guy is obviously very apprehensive. He doesn't think he accomplished much. But in the Olam Ha'emes, since he fulfilled his potential, he's given a seat all the way up front. 
And the person that learned 10 blad a day, although what he did is truly amazing, but based on his potential, he could have done a lot more. So he's seated in the back. So now Rabbi Shua's son understands that the wealthy guy, the politically connected guy, the guy with the 100,000 followers, he's not going to get a prominent position there. That's self-understood. But now he goes up there and he sees this well-respected Rav, the shiny Yid. He's seated in the back. And the schlepper, the guy that went to the Ein Yankov Shir, is all the way up front. And he says, what's going on here? A grave injustice is being done here. This is the Olam Ha'emes. I saw Leonim Lamata. The Rav, the hush of a person, is sitting in the bleachers. So his father tells him, no, Olam Barari It's true that in this world we give all the awards and all the accolades to the high achievers. This world views success by results, by tangible accomplishments. Winning the gold, being in the Forbes 500, getting into elite yeshivas, doing fancy shaduchim. But in the next world, they have a totally different grading system. It's all about effort. It's all about fulfilling your mission with the talents that you were given. And perhaps that's the idea of Asher lo yarbe v'adal lo yamet. Asher, the person that is laden with skills and Ani, one that's bereft of intellect when it comes to contributing to the Beis HaMikdash, when it comes to giving of yourself to avoid this Hashem, the Asher and the Ani stand as equals before Hashem. In Shemayim, a person is not judged by how much they gave quantitatively, but by how much they've contributed based on means and potential. The poor man's one dollar can be a lot more valuable than the wealthy man's one million dollars. Because you have a hectic schedule, your 15 minutes of chesed you do a week is more cherished in the eyes of Hashem than your friend's 20 hours a week. Your one Mishnah learned under duress can be more significant than another person's entire Masechta. Because percentage-wise, according to your potential, it's a lot higher. I can still remember back in school on the first day of class, my Rebbe made the all-famous speech. All I want to see is effort, amelus, hard work, be a masmid. Marks are secondary. But at the end of the year, who walked away with the honor certificates? The straight-A student. In June, who gets to be valedictorian? Who walked away with all the gifts? The high achievers, even though they sometimes accomplished everything without much toil and effort. A person can never be discouraged that they have not reached the level of a friend or a classmate because we don't compete against anyone else. We only compete against ourselves, our potential. True greatness is measured by how much we have exerted ourselves to grow. Nobody's intrinsically better than another person. If one has more talent or more personality or more intellect, more is expected and more will be demanded that they fulfill that potential. Hashem does not judge you on results. He only judges you on your struggle and perseverance with the skills you were given. As Rabbi Shua told his son, This is the Oilem Ames. You tried hard. You gave it all you got. You reached your full potential you get a seat behind home plate. And now we know. Have a wonderful Shabbos.